and welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zaratti. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press multimedia producer Aaron Labar. Welcome to the show. What are we talking about today? I feel like a whole bunch of I feel like a whole <laughs> bunch of like really random things that are in a pile. <laughs> yeah. Well, first we're gonna well maybe not first, but at some point we're gonna talk about the new words that were uh, put into the dictionary. Yes, Miriam. Because language is fun. Language is fun and ever evolving. Um, we're also going to be talking about the we're gonna be talking about sperm. I wanted to leave that one for you to (laughs) talk about because I felt like I would start laughing. Um, Yeah. So a article that was published this week that I feel like people should be more alarmed about than they are. So we'll get to that a little bit later. And we're also going to be talking about, I can't even remember what the third, oh, Manifest. (laughs) Yes, Manifest is coming up. I am a judge for this year's Food Truck Wars, which I am excited and also a little bit terrified to do. And we're going to talk about festival season and fall concert season and all that good stuff. First, though, how was your week? Uh, It's good. We're kind of uh, in the home stretch to our social, our wedding social. Yes, your wedding social. How exciting. Yeah, I mean, sure. (laughs) Well, I I feel like for listeners who aren't from Winnipeg, maybe we should talk a little bit about what a social is. Yeah, so wedding social is essentially a fundraiser for your wedding. Um, You rent out a community center or uh, some kind of hall space, um, and then you provide food and alcohol for purchase, and people buy raffle tickets for uh, prizes that you put together, and you get a DJ, and you play like well, it's referred to as social music, but it's like <laughs> hits from the 60s through knots, like 2000s. <laughs> and everyone dances and gets drunk and gives you money and it's great. And you eat and you s- buy tickets. Sweaty cheese cubes. Yeah. There's like a midnight snack. With- and rye bread. Yeah. Rye bread, cheese and meats typically. Yeah. Sometimes pizza. People have been doing pizza more recently. It's true. But yeah, everyone pays $10 to get in and all the money that is made goes to the couple to help with their wedding finances. Isn't that the most genius slash gauche thing you've ever heard in your whole life? <laughs> I also had a wedding social. Um, I have questions about some of the things that we do at wedding socials, such okay. as the cubed cheese and the rye bread combination. Why do you have a question about that? Because are you supposed to make a sandwich with cheese on it? I don't think so. Are you just supposed to put the meat onto yeah, the bread with yeah. like mustard, mustard or whatever? Yeah, and then you eat the cheese on the side. Because... I've seen people try to construct a sandwich with cheese cubes. It's hilarious. It's hilarious, but also like... Yeah, you, can't, like what is you, can't, you can't build a sandwich <laughs> with a three-dimensional piece of food. No, I think you need to, because it either pokes through the bread, yeah. if it's like soft, fresh rye bread. Or you just do like a layer of cheese cubes, which is like an inch thick. <laughs> exactly. But then when you go to bite it, <laughs> they like all, all tumble out. It's all cheese all the time. Like, yeah. I, it, the cheese cubes always sort of threw me off, because it's like, I would like to put cheese on the sandwich. Oh, I'm not a... I'll just like meat and bread. But I can't because it's cubed. So anyway, yeah. (laughs) Ours is coming up in the first weekend of October. Um, Everyone has told me that planning the social is probably worse than planning the wedding because you have to like ask for donations Mm. for all these prizes and coordinate your bridal party and rent the hall and get the liquor license and do all this stuff. I mean, it's been relatively painless so far, to be quite honest. But yeah, it's, it's a very weird thing. It is a very weird thing so that like everyone give me money to attend this event that's subsidizing my wedding. <laughs> like, it's just really it's a weird feeling. It's uh, I, I am going to learn more about this phenomenon for a story that I plan to write. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is a 
when I had mine, which was super fun. It went really well. I'm really glad I don't have to do it ever again. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that is also going to be my feeling. We're doing very well selling tickets, though, which was very exciting because I'm like, how are we going to sell all these tickets? And they're gone. So that's amazing. That's really exciting. And we have some wicked sweet prizes that were donated, which is also awesome because we didn't have to pay for them. So yes, that is very good. Thumbs up all around. How was your week? Uh, week has been good. So I think I mentioned last week that I'm doing a nutrition program. Yes. So I am on day four, I guess. It started on Monday. It's been going well so far. Do you feel better? Um, I think it's one of those things where you feel worse before you feel better because you're kind of like adjusting your body is being like, like, does your gut feel better? My gut feels good. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. It's gut check time. Yeah. Gut <laughs> check time. <laughs> yeah. I seem to be feeling good. So, and have learned a lot of great recipes. So every day you come to work and you're like, this thing was delicious. Yeah. I'm so pumped I'm about happy it. for you. Yeah. It's awesome. So definitely feeling better, especially because we were doing a lot of heavy eating. <sighs> and it's going to continue for me yes, this weekend. Continue. Yeah. Which we will get to momentarily. So yeah, you're going to be a judge. I'm going to be a judge. They, uh, the people who run Manifest asked if I would be a quote unquote celebrity judge, which still makes me laugh every time that com- that phrase comes up. Cause like, do no. you know who your fellow celebrity judges are? Um, I'm not actually sure they were on the email chain, but I didn't like Google. It wasn't names that I like immediately recognized. So what are you judging? Is it like for, we literally, I think we have to sample every single food truck. Okay. So it's like, and then judge them they said there was gonna be a very simple score sheet is what i was told so but there's 41 food trucks oh my goodness so that's like that's a lot of food and you have to try them all yeah because you have to judge them oh my god yeah so it's over two days like you're i'm there well i should think so i'm there saturday afternoon for like i think four hours and then sunday for a couple hours i know it was a very large commitment so what's your plan of attack here because I've never done this before, I don't know if it's like they assign you kind of a route to take okay. or if you sit down at a table and people bring you samples, which is what I would prefer because <laughs> yes, I'm I think a jerk. Well, and also I think that's what your celebrity designation should <laughs> entail, frankly. <laughs> bring me food. Um, yeah. But also it would just be easier for me to keep track that way if people, someone else is like keeping track sure. of who's providing the food. What if it's a self-guided tour of the oh, <laughs> food trucks? I just like I have a problem with pacing, as you have learned from the road trip and from Burger Burger Week. Yes. I always go hard in the beginning and then hit a wall halfway through and then feel like throwing up. Yeah. So uh, I would have to be very careful. I'd have to just take a couple bites at each place. But you have to eat enough that you get a good sense of what the dish is. Well, right? it's true. <sighs> what have I done? What have you done? I feel like I'm going to regret this, but it should be fun. You'll have to report back after. Should I just wear a GoPro and you can just see me like sweating and eating? (laughs) And a bib. Possibly. And a bib. (laughs) It's very attractive, I'm sure. (laughs) Um... It's part of a busy weekend for you overall because you also have the I'm first Chicago. of a string of concerts. Oh yeah, I'm at Chicago Saturday night to review and they're sort of the kickoff to big fall touring season. And Jen and I did a preview in Uptown this week, um, kind of just going over all the big shows at, at Bell MTS. Place. There's a lot of them. There's five this month. Um, and then there's like uncountable shows at every other small venue in town as well. The Weck is packed, the Park, yeah. the Garrick, 
Bert, all of them. Fall touring season. So we Goodwill. have Manifest is kind of the last of the festivals. Yeah. And then fall touring. People, I guess, who are not in the music industry don't realize how intense uh, September and October mm-hmm. can be in terms of tours. Like I was just saying to you earlier, I've been getting probably 15 to 20 emails a day of different acts coming through town hoping for coverage. Well, and it makes sense because North America experiences winter. Some to more degree than others mm-hmm. um and most touring acts are still traveling by road so i think there's also this idea that everybody flies everywhere but you can't like a that's not cost effective no and b it's terrible for the environment and even like really big touring acts a lot of them will still drive on their fancy tour buses exactly mm-hmm. and your ground crew is driving anyway because exactly. everyone has their own crew yeah so you really have to capitalize on the months before it's terrible that's why nobody yeah. tours in december and january like but my question is why is it not is there not like a spring touring season i feel like that it's not nearly as busy in like april may as it is in september october i wonder if that has to do with album cycles probably um that could be part of it but i'm not sure i think you're right though i think there's there's i guess it can still more... be pretty unpredictable weather-wise though at that time that's true but it and is gearing up for festivals it is markedly either way though the next couple months are jammed like jam-packed so this month yeah metallica metallica's on the 13th that's probably one of the bigger ones coming through they haven't been here in a decade yeah and i i'm not a metal fan but i know that they put on a really good show and i saw that they're they're doing a 360 stage which i always Mm -hmm. think is really cool and it's sold out the whole bell mts place is gonna be full which is always a great vibe you know um so i saw them at the old arena yeah did you review no, just this was like when I was, I would have probably still been a teenager. Actually. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so, it was good. So yeah, even though yeah, I'm not good. like super into their music, I am interested to see them in a live setting. I'm sure it'll be really good. And then two days later, Aqua. Aqua, which, you know, <laughs> not quite the same uh, echelon of music icon. No, but <laughs> again, surprising that they have never been. They've never been here. Yeah. And they've never done a headlining Canadian tour. Right. And they're at Bell MTS Place as well. And as far as I know, tickets are selling really well because it's them, Prozac, who I love, and Wakefield, the Saturday Night Girls. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and a much video dance. Yeah, party. it's going to be like <laughs> basically reliving 1998, which I'm okay with. Yes. Um, so I'm reviewing that as well. And then there's Keith Urban on the 19th, and then there's Paul McCartney on the 28th. So it's just like back to back to back to back. Of all those acts, I think the only one that I've reviewed is Keith Urban. Yeah. I know you got a little sass back from that review. I did get a little sass back, but I maintain what I said. We get it. You play guitar. Like, stop it with the solos. Maybe, maybe he has matured since then. That was a while ago. It's true. And then on the kind of smaller venues, if you're looking for kind of different shows, I would suggest looking Mm -hmm. at the Wex calendar this month. Mm -hmm. They have a huge lineup of really incredible artists coming through. I'll be doing a previews for a couple of them in the paper, but they have a really jam-packed schedule too. Yeah, no shortage of things to see. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the story okay. that I sent to you. Yeah, <laughs> about sperm. Yeah, it was published in GQ, which I thought was kind of interesting. You know, GQ has some pretty good um, freelance writers and staff writers that do features like that. And I feel like they've really expanded what they offer. Oh, yeah. And well, they have way, to. It's the perfect place to run this story. But I, this is the kind of thing that you'd expect from like a science journal, I felt. 
but I like. But I also they... felt like it was written in such a way that makes it really um, relatable and exactly. Really like, yeah. Um, basically, Colloquial. yeah, that's right. Um, basically, men are becoming increasingly infertile. Like just to, to like a horrifying effect. To a horror, like <laughs> the headline of the article is sperm count zero. Yeah. And many researchers have posited that like ex- human extinction isn't like a sure thing, but it's like something to be aware of, which is <laughs> terrifying. Boggling to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So the lead is men are doomed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's interesting. Like, and I think that is actually something that is part of the handmaid's tale story is that actually it's not the women who are infertile in gilead it's oh really the men okay um but yeah there's a bunch of stats in the story i highly recommend uh checking it out but basically we're half as fertile as the generation before us and that's, that's like on the steady scary. the steady decline there's a few social factors contributing to this mm-hmm. like people are having kids later people are having kids not at all like there's all kinds of factors but there's also just things are changing biologically like there's a line from the story that's talking about how men are not only producing less sperm they're also becoming less male so because hormones are changing right but i feel like the story got like no play and i don't understand why it's not like everyone's not freaking out about it (laughs) maybe no one's concerned about extinction jen maybe not but like yeah there were some terrifying stats in that article that are all backed by science which makes it even scarier <laughs> i know like they're so it's yeah it's and there's i don't know what the solution is but yeah it's just it's scary no babies yeah and if people are having fewer fewer and fewer and fewer but i feel like it's almost impossible for the human race to become extinct in the timeline that was suggested in the article which was like like as little as 40 years or something yeah. like that. That seems completely implausible to me. Um, oh, like plastics is another thing that they were looking at. What do you mean? In terms of like BPAs and oh, that word I don't know how to say. Phthal- phthalates? Is that how you say that? I don't know. Um, that's also a contributing factor, but you can't. So my swell bottle is saving us. Correct. <laughs> saving your sperm. <laughs> um... Yeah, so they're but they're inescapable. Like there's detectable amounts in most human beings of these plastic levels. So it's kind of just like, you know, this is what's happening. But what this article kind of concluded is that IVF, I was yeah, is going to be the wave of the future. Yeah, is the wave of the future, which means the I think the other upshot of that though will be that only people who can afford it. Will I was going to say reproduce it's going to be yet another thing that is completely dependent on wealth and i'll tell you should i spoil the kicker of this article yeah you should no it's good you should read it um they were talking about a new technology called ivg which is in vitro gameotogenesis so it's like instead of taking the egg out they take the sperm out um turning embryonic stem cells into sperm oh so they're creating sperm correct Uh uh-huh So I'm going to read you this. In 2016, Japanese scientists created baby mice by fertilizing normal mouse eggs with sperm created via IVG. So that makes sense. Stem cells turning Mm -hmm. into sperm. The stem cells in question were taken from female mice. There was no need for any males. Dun, dun, dun. I know. I was like, (laughs) and then it just ends. And I was like, what? But yeah, that's kind of crazy. It is just really crazy how much things can change in 
what 40 years 45 mm-hmm. years well and i feel like uh, when we talk about te- technology it's always focused on our phone right like how much we're spending on our phone and how much our time is being sucked by things and mm-hmm. i mean we'll talk about technology when we talk about the dictionary as well um but i feel like we don't talk enough about that aspect like the health yes aspect and like you know are we all going to start developing and like evolving in a way where we all have like permanent text neck like probably that's a thing that is going to start to happen like i know it's it's crazy and i also was i was saying to you yesterday when i kind of glanced through this article it is interesting that as women have become more in control of their careers Mm -hmm. and their bodies and their decisions this starts happening (laughs) yeah so we're gonna go extinct now yes because we don't have to have kids well and because (laughs) there's no I think it's because also that, but also because there's no support for women making choices. Yeah. So there's women's choices, but then there's no support. So there's still like, if you decide to have a kid, there's still like the mommy track. Mm-hmm. So basically that refers to, or like the mommy punishment, which basically refers to the time when women take off work to have a kid. They can never earn the money lost back in the one to five years that they're off. No. no. Um, and they are off for longer because childcare is not only expensive, but like incredibly hard to get. Exactly. So yeah, it suddenly makes the prospect of having a kid less appealing from that standpoint alone. And just to like sidetrack a little bit, I was at my brother's place on the weekend and his mother-in-law was saying that, that she hopes that they apply for daycare now. Mm-hmm. My sister-in-law is five months pregnant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, because they're, when they're ready to need it in a year and a half, they'll finally be sort of somewhere up higher on the waiting list. And she looks at me, I'm engaged. And she's like, I hope you're applying for daycare now. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not even pregnant. But she's like, no, it takes literally years to get on oh, these yeah. lists. A friend of mine uh, applied for various daycares. When her son was, I think she was still pregnant with him. And she got a call back from one of the places recently. Her son began kindergarten this week. Oh my God. So So like four years? Yeah. Five years? Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's a lot of uh, like the the actual like biological, technological, that stuff is scary. But it's also like, I think there are things that we could probably do as a society to naturally help families like do you think if people can or will have a difficult time biologically having children that adoption rates will increase i guess if there's babies being born to adopt but that's what i'm thinking like people who there will always be people who are off the grid Mm -hmm. right like not everyone is Mm -hmm. completely surrounded by technology not everyone is surrounded by plastic and bpa and you know those people will still probably be able to have children yeah yeah, it's, I mean, it's there's possible. so many questions, so many questions. And I also too, um, I wonder if IVF will become more affordable. If I more, really can't see that happening. If to more be honest. companies will start offering like egg freezing as part of their incentive package. I can't see that happening. I know either. that was a big thing a few years ago with like egg freezing is, I can't even explain to you how expensive it is. And all the giants like Facebook, Amazon, Google were offering it to their really? employees. As, oh my gosh. But the problem with that is that it's all well and good to offer that as part of a program, but unless you're going to offer like assistance with maternity leave. Yeah. Basically let's put it this way. I think we put a, spend a lot of energy trying to like 
talk about pregnancy and getting pregnant if that's what you want, but not what happens after that baby is a right. baby. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what happens after you have a baby and who like who's going to take care of it? Can you go back to work at this company that's so graciously offered to pay to freeze your eggs? Mm-hmm. Or is this kind of a stopgap? So mm-hmm. I think reproduction is going to get really interesting in the next years. <laughs> <laughs> Quote Jen Zerati, reproduction's about to get really it's interesting. A, it's about to really heat up. <laughs> um, let's move on. Okay. To from this dystopian nightmare. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Makes me kind of sad. We're going extinct. We're all going to die. Well, we are all going to die, but. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Simmer down, Zarati. <laughs> it's a nice Friday note for you. Have a good weekend, everybody. You're all going to die. <laughs> you are mere mortal. Death comes for us all. Um, the, <laughs> the, 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 it does, though. Uh, the dictionary. What a segue. <laughs> dictionary <laughs> oh lord uh yeah merriam webster adds new words all the to time, their dictionary yeah. every year yeah and because of course language evolves some people get upset about language evolving such mm-hmm. as the reticence to use the singular they to describe people who use gender neutral pronouns right um but Miriam Webster like keeps up with the times. They also have a very delightful twitter so if you i also love their uh, yeah twitter. they are very good um they added a bunch of words, including Instagramming okay. as a verb. Okay. Uh, predictive, as in predictive text. That was that not a word in the... Predictive? No. I guess not. No. No. Um, force quit. <laughs> Airplane is it, mode. Is force quit hyphenated or one word? It's two words. Okay. So I guess it's just a term. Yeah. Okay. Um, biohacking. Okay. Fave. <laughs> Bougie. With an E or no E? No E. So fav, yeah, I think it should have it knee. I agree too. Uh, bougie, bougie, I like that one. Marg, as in short for margarita. <laughs> so I was gonna ask. <laughs> um, I love this article that Merriam-Webster wrote because they use all these words and sentences. I so love like, it. You might think it's adorbs that some rando like Zook <laughs> along with Avo in his guac. So those are all words that yes. are now in the dictionary. They also, I, I heard that they included my favorite word, salty. Hmm. I use that word all the time. Bingeable. Yeah. Uh, TLDR, too long, didn't read. Mm. Uh, which is actually... There were some people in the office asking yesterday what those letters mean. And so I had <laughs> well, to explain them. Now you will be able to Look back it up. It up. Yeah. yeah. It's actually wounds my soul when people say that. about Why? Things that I've written. Oh, things that you've written. <laughs> yes. It's like, it's not too long and you should read it. <laughs> um, Generation Z, which is not as catchy as Generation Z when you say it Canadian. Yeah. When you uh, say it Canadian. When you say it Canadian, it's it great as good. grammar there. Uh, hangry. <laughs> Oh, angry that's, finally that's the most exciting to me uh zoodles like zucchini noodles <laughs> yeah mocktail some of these i'm surprised that they were not in it until now like mocktail has been around forever i know but now it has like an actual definition so i read a book that i reviewed and there's more but there's yeah it's quite a f- quite a few and it was called the word detective mm. and it was um written by the former i want to say former editor of the oed and he spoke a lot about working at the dictionary, but also sort of... That's the, the Oxford English Dictionary, if you're not cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. I shouldn't use my dictionary <laughs> slang. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a nerd. <laughs> but I read this book about the dictionary. Yeah. So maybe I am a nerd. Um, but he 
not only did he talk about his time, like his life and his time and how you end up being the editor of a dictionary, Mm -hmm. which is very interesting, actually, which is goals. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a really (laughs) cool job Um, because, well, there's a lot of read, but you should read that book if you're at all interested in sort of the genesis of language and dictionaries and stuff. But he talked a lot about um, having to have these huge, long discussions when meanings of words changed or there was a meaning added to it like the word gay for example like the original Mm -hmm. definition is happy and then it became to you know i guess it's not really a slang term but a a term to refer to same-sex couples right so yeah it's it was just really interesting and to see how all kinds of words develop and And i think it's also interesting i think there used to be more of a divide between sort of traditional english like and sort of purist grammar Mm -hmm. and internet slang so i find it so interesting how every year there's increasingly more internet slang that makes it and same with like when they do the word of the year Mm -hmm. wasn't a couple years ago it was just an emoji like maybe it's really interesting how that evolves and how that line um is less it's less divided i find like i think people are more into embracing having dictionary definitions for internet slang well if anyone is at all interested in learning about how they decide which words and how they decide definitions you should definitely read the word detective it's also interesting to me what words people freak out about oh yeah like the great debate around literally oh yeah that was a big one for people yeah just like hanging on to you know old definitions but that's good it's good to good to keep up with the times So we're bringing back an oldie but a goodie. Yes, we haven't done Pop this one in a while. Pop culture blind spots. Pop this is actually one of my favorite spots. things, and we kind of forgot about it for a while. But I know, but it's so I, good. It's, it makes me laugh, and that's all that matters. If it makes one of us <laughs> laugh, it's fine. So neither Jen nor I has read the Harry Potter series. Yes, but I have seen every movie because my mother read the books and made me go see the movies with her. Gotcha. Have you seen? You've not seen any of the movies. I've never seen a Harry Potter movie. Okay, mostly because. So to preface this. speaking of language and words to preface this um i sometimes get that contrarian way when people are like oh my god this is a cultural phenomenon and you have to participate it makes something inside of me go no (laughs) i hear you yeah like i really plan to make it to death without seeing a Harry Potter movie. Um, not for any particular reason, but just because I don't want to. So the first, when the first book, I hear they're delightful and yeah, yeah. And like, it's a modern literary classic, but like, I don't care. When the first book came out in the UK, my grandma was there visiting her family and mm-hmm. she's like, she bought a copy and brought it home for me. She's like, all the kids in the UK are reading this book. It hadn't been released in Canada yet. Ooh. Right. So she brought it back and I was like, all right, I like to read whatever. I read the first three chapters. <laughs> books are cool. Books are great. <laughs> whatever. So I read the first three chapters. I'm like, this is crap. Like, why are all these kids <laughs> liking? This is so dumb. This is never going to be popular here. Uh, yeah. I was quite wrong on that front. Uh, yeah. So like my eight-year-old book reviewing skills were not, not up to snuff. Up to snuff. But yeah. So I, I never actually, I think I read the first two like later on when I was a teenager, but I never read the other ones, but we're going to do a pop culture blind spot on Harry Potter movies today. Yes. Because I recently watched them because they were on TV on the weekend. So as we do with this segment, we'll begin by telling you everything I already know yeah. about the Harry Potter movies just from existing in the world. Yes. So Harry Potter. <laughs> yes. He is a wizard. Yes. 
And he has a lightning bolt on his forehead. Yes, a scar. And yeah. he wears glasses. Yes, he does. Okay, so that all comes from like prepackaged Halloween costumes. Sure. Knowledge. Um, I know that Hermione yeah. is played by Emma Watson. Correct. And that she's like kind of a badass. Yeah, okay, kind of. Like she's kind of she's turned nerdy, into like a yeah. feminist icon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they go to a school called Hogwarts. They do. And it's a school for wizards. It is. For like wizard children. Yes. <laughs> Wizards, baby wizards. <laughs> I wish there was a show about baby wizards. I'd watch that. Would um, <laughs> you? <laughs> you won't even watch. You won't even watch movies about these wizards. You're gonna watch a TV show about baby wizards. Babies are cuter. All right, <laughs> and they're be so unwieldy with their wands. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm assuming they have friends. But I don't know who their friends are. Yeah, okay. Um, they do have some friends, yes. There's someone named... As do most children. There's someone named Voldemort. Yeah. He's the bad guy. I guessed by the... The name. The hideous <laughs> name. Yeah. Um, They are based upon the so books good. by J.K. Rowling. Yes. Who has a whole, like, started from nothing story. Yes. That's all I know about her. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to do the... Oh, Daniel Radcliffe is Harry Potter. Yes. Okay. You forgot about Ron Weasley. I'm sure you've heard that name before. No. This, he's, no? this is a new person. Okay. Never mind. He's the ginger friend that... Okay. Uh, never mind. I don't want to ruin this for you. <laughs> so we're going to... I'm going to read you literally <laughs> oh, the, the one sentence plot line. How many movies are there even? There's I don't, seven. I don't oh my God. Or eight? I don't know. Seven, I think. So this is the first part of the final movie. It's broken up into two parts. What's it? Harry so Potter, it's Harry Potter and, and, the, and the, the Deathly Hallows part one. Okay. Okay, you ready? Is there a goblet of fire? There is. That's the fourth okay. one. Okay. <laughs> Add that to the list of things you know. <laughs> Just Robert Pattinson was in that one. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> From another movie I haven't seen. <laughs> Twilight will be next. I've actually read those books. <laughs> they were, do not read them. They're terrible. Okay, back to Harry Potter. Back to another fantasy that you have not participated in. See, I don't like in. fantasy things. That's, I think, my issue okay are you ready <laughs> not ready but. okay so here's your sentence this says 146 minute runtime so fill in with some detail here okay as harry races against time and evil to destroy the horcruxes he uncovers the, <laughs> the, the what horcruxes h-o-r-c-r-u-x-e-s horcruxes add that to your dictionary <laughs> Okay, so he's searching to destroy the Horcruxes. He uncovers the existence of three uh, most powerful objects in the wizarding world, the Deathly Hallows. Oh, so... Horcruxes, objects, are the Deathly Hallows. Three objects. The objects are the Deathly Hallows? They're not in the Deathly Hallows? No. I hate this. (laughs) The combination of the three is the Deathly Hallows. Um, Okay, so... Like a trinity of sorts. A trinity in the Deathly... Okay, and the Horcruxes. Yeah. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm going to say that Voldemort at this juncture is probably dead and that they are fighting a new evil. Maybe. A, a, <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> um, Were you going to say a lizard? <laughs> I was going to say a lady evil. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, who is guarding the Trinity at the at the... What was it? The Deadly Hollows? The Deadly Hallows, yeah. The Deadly Hallows. Okay. H A L L O W S. Yes, thank you. Um <laughs> not hollow. <laughs> so Harry, who's a little older now, because this is the last one, right? Yeah. Um, is reteaming with his friends, Hermione, 
the ginger one the ron who you recently learned about yes <laughs> and i feel like there's another one no just the two there's the two friends there's three those of them are, those are the, okay. the key car- key players here okay so the horcruxes i don't even know what those would be <laughs> read me the sentence again <laughs> As Harry races against time and evil to destroy the Horcruxes, he uncovers the existence of three most powerful objects in the wizarding world, the Deathly Hallows. Okay. So any idea what the three objects might be? No. Um, I feel like they would be... Well, I think they're all deadly. <laughs> that, that's a pretty good <laughs> guess considering they're called the Deathly Hallows. Yeah. yeah. Um, so maybe like some sort of firepower? <laughs> okay and some sort of um well they're wizards right so this is like the most powerful thing in the wizarding world yeah okay um a super (laughs) secret spell book okay and i think a wizard could use fire so i'm gonna stick with that one um and the ability to grant wishes is that what no that's genie that's a genie (laughs) (laughs) do you just want me to tell you yes Yes. okay so at this point in the storyline voldemort is actually at his peak strength okay (laughs) (laughs) and so um dumbledore who you might have have they been doing for eight books well i mean (laughs) it it wasn't has just been allowed to always focused on destroying Voldemort he was kind of like just omnipresent for a while oh, okay. and then as things shifted and got a bit darker it was like he's becoming more powerful he's okay. building up his army he's coming back to like are the horcruxes every- his army no oh. okay <laughs> so continue okay Please so proceed. <laughs> um Dumbledore you probably recognize that name I do so he was the the uh headmaster of Hogwarts he died in the previous book that's who died i guess yeah. someone died and he instructed harry that's to go find these V-sab. horcruxes which each little trinket or item holds a piece of voldemort's soul basically so he's trying to destroy them in order to weaken voldemort ah. but he has to find them they're like lockets or like a cup or like really hard to find things so that's why it takes two movies because it's just you know crazy difficult i feel like it's a weird way to keep your soul but okay <laughs> um and then the deathly hollows mm-hmm. it's uh based off of an old children's story about three brothers who cheated death and then because they cheated death he, death gave them these gifts that ended okay. up being their demise and then he claimed their souls you know kind mm-hmm. of like so one of them is uh, a wand like an extremely powerful wand one of them is an invisibility cloak. I was going to say something to do with invisibility. <laughs> Were you? Yes, really? I was. I okay. really was. Okay. I'll just take your word but for that. But then I thought one. that was obvious and dumb, <laughs> such as a, a wand. wand. Like, well, it's not just a wand. It's the most powerful Still. wand. <laughs> so there's a cloak of invisibility. And then there's um, a stone that can bring people back from the dead. I feel like my suggested powers are better. But Firepower and granting <laughs> yeah. wishes. So yeah, so then they learn about that, and then they end up trying to find the other Hallows. But then Voldemort has the wand already, and they're like, "Oh no, he's gonna be the strongest wizard ever because he's got the wand." And then it goes into the next movie. Oh, so yeah, I won't, I won't tell you what happens <laughs> in case you want to watch it. Well, I thought this was the last one. This is the first part of the last. Oh, one. the first part of the last yeah. one. I see. Yeah, I see. Has the second part of the last one come out yet? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like a decade ago. <laughs> 
I think it came out in like 2013. Well, I Emma Watson's a full adult, so I guess they would. No, have this to. one came out in 2010, so the next one probably came out in 2011, <laughs> and it's a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, I just watched it on TV yesterday, so oh, so you're or no, a, on Sunday. You Sunday. are up on it. That's why I chose this one because it's fresh in my mind. Yeah, Harry Potter. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> That was very fun. We should do that more often. We should. It's a good. It's a. It's a good one. Next up, Twilight. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> what are you working on? Um. What am I working on? Oh, I'm writing a thing, kind of looking at um, posting your kid on Instagram because I think that's posting kind of, pictures of pictures. Yeah, post, <laughs> posting pictures of your kid on Instagram and kind of the um kind of new set of politics that parents are dealing with around that because I know it's kind of like I'm not a parent myself but I know it's definitely something that people are thinking about and talking about and people seem to be either like I'm all in and posting lots of photos and my kid's gonna be like a tiny brand influencer and then other people that are like oh my god no kids ever on the internet because predators yeah (laughs) so it seems like a pretty um a wide split but it also seems like most people are somewhere in the in the middle. In the middle. So I'm working on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wrote a profile on Carol Vivier, who is the outgoing CEO of Manitoba Film and Music. Mm-hmm. She is a big reason why Manitoba, is, if you don't already know, is a booming film town. Exactly. Like every <laughs> like Hallmark movie is filmed here. I'm like every it's cr- it's every everything is filmed it's here pretty much. Every everything. Um, and she was really instrumental in establishing the tax credit. Manitoba has one of the most effective film It is incredible. Credits. I recently learned a lot about it for something unrelated and it is pretty yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, it is like you can get up to 65% on mm-hmm. eligible Manitoba labor. Yep. So, yeah, it's bigger than it's bigger than BC's. Um, so <laughs> in this case, size does matter. <laughs> um, so yeah, so she was really instrumental in she worked with the film and government at the time to get that going mm-hmm. in 1997. Um, in the first year they had it Manitoba posted about $17 million in film production. Last year, they posted $173 million. That's That's a decade best. Um, And it's looking on 2018's on track to Mm -hmm. either meet or surpass. That's awesome. Yeah. So she's retiring. So I sat down with her and learned about her. And it's kind of, I always love profiling uh, behind the scenes people. Yes. um, Who don't, you know. Aren't in the spotlight. Yeah, exactly. So that'll be in Saturday's free press. Awesome. How about you? Uh, I'm just like all concerts all the time. Yeah. That's basically my life yeah. for the next month. And that's fine. Yeah. That's um, not very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find everything that we're working on at winnipegfreepress.com. You can also follow us on social media. I'm at Jen Zerati on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Naya Rebel on Twitter and Instagram. And we also still have our Bury the Lead email address. Yes. Please send us email. Please ask advice Advice questions guys i know you have problems i hear you talking on the bus i hear you on the street you have issues i see you arguing with your spouses on facebook like send me an email bury the lead at winnipegfreepress.com very easy to remember and we'll see you next week